Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello honeys and welcome to today's episode. If you love it, obviously like it, subscribe it, give it a review, you know the drill and it's a huge support, more than you'll ever know. So on today's episode, we have someone who pretty much planted the seed in my mind three or four years ago that I'm capable of so much more than I realise. And it's mad to think how like one conversation and it wasn't like an extremely deep conversation. I'd gone around for fucking tears house and he was telling me about what he'd been up to. But it's mad how one conversation can literally change the course of your life. And I'm sure this conversation today will do the same for you. He's been on a huge journey himself. And although his path has kind of like changed like pretty drastically over the years, his determination and vision has, has always been the same. And that's always been freedom and helping people. So from Oz to the UK to living it up in Bali, please, please welcome online business coach and freedom lifestyle mentor and friend, Ryan Harrington. Hello. Hello, mate. Thank you for having me. And that was a great intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, no worries. I, I was thinking about that conversation before I jumped on. Um, yeah yeah I think we both had a glass of wine in hand after dinner I think after one of Darius's special holidays <laughs> yeah. um, we had um I was in there what are you gonna do with life like what what are you gonna do I think I, I didn't you know I don't know I don't know I was like let's right, that's my <laughs> <laughs> right. um so what are you gonna do with your life I don't know I don't know I was like, you can you've got so much more in you you've got so much more and I handed you the book didn't I? I handed you the seven oh habits. my god wait look what i got aaron wait a minute, wait a minute. yeah 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 i was literally there you go what i see it yeah yeah <laughs> it's such like i remember for context for this book guys it's called the seven figures of the seven habits of highly effective people right and this was this was what changed so much for me and I, it was such a pivotal time for me because it, as I give it to you I just finished it yeah and that was right at the start of my journey because there's so much like going through a personal development journey so just for context I done was like partying a lot didn't really know what I wanted to do struggled like bouncing job after job after job all the, the only thing I didn't I knew I didn't want to do was work for my dad and work construction traveled a lot worked in construction a lot um, <laughs> Just because I was anchored, I don't know if I was emotionally attached to working in construction was always the option. Um, and done like a massive personal development journey and really got into my personal development through weight loss. And that book was the most pivotal book in my life because it was the first time I ever wrote down what I wanted. And it sounds mm. so simple. And it's when you write the mission statement. I was sat down at Bondi Beach and it was just through that period of going into the pandemic I was on a decline visa in recruitment. I didn't have any freedom at all in my life because let alone everyone was everyone was in lockdown. I couldn't even leave the country I was in because I wouldn't be allowed to come back. Yeah. Like double bubble for me. And I wrote down like at that moment in time, 
It was like, well, what do you, it's basically just like, what do you want for your life? And I wrote down, I want the freedom to travel the world and I want to help you. Yeah. And you know what, right? I remember when you passed me that book and it's so weird. I remember two things that like stuck, stuck out from the conversation and what stuck out from me from the book. And it's really, it's, it's mad. So the first thing I remember from the conversation is we was talking about priorities. Cause I remember saying to you, this is so mad. I remember saying to you like, how are you prioritizing doing all this stuff when because at the time we was going at well yeah. let's say just before because it was covid we was going out a lot like that's what we did as a group we okay. went out every single weekend on the pace and i remember saying to you like how do you prioritize it or how do you do it and you was like well it's not about how I do it it's about what you're prioritizing and I remember saying to you I just don't know if I could not go out while everyone else is going out and it's so <laughs> mad to think yeah. about that <laughs> that's crazy now isn't it to think how much yeah. but then it goes back to what I was saying about priorities isn't it like what is your priority <clears throat> is your priority growth is it is it success is it creating yeah. a life and actually doing what you know even though it might be as very, very difficult to do and totally against the grain of what everyone in your world is doing, what your friends are doing. Mm. What is more important to you? Is it doing what they're doing or actually having the life that you want? And when you do go through the work and anchor in your values, your vision and all the stuff that we work on and what you help people with and what I help people with, you don't, there is no question in your mind of what is the most important thing. Yeah. And then the nature of having that vision, these things fall by the wayside i haven't dropped i've i've this is i know that you've been sober at the minute i've been sober. yeah yeah how long have you been sober for the year my last drink was new year's yeah day. same on new year's <laughs> day how much better do you feel though incredible. clearer and yeah um have stopped smoking stopped vaping like that yeah, was one same. of my devices that i hated um and yeah it's like one of those things isn't it it's like you know like i value being productive now like that's yeah and there's yeah, like when I my best when i know i'm moving forward towards my goal um, and like alcohol does inhibit that as difficult as it is to drop and like but it's just again you're surrounded as well isn't it really, yeah 100% and I think like even at that point when I was like asking you how how like how are you doing it I remember we were sat at the pool table yeah. and I was like but how how are you doing it I don't understand it was like in my head because all that was available to me at that point was drinking and going out like what you were doing was just not available to me. Like it was impossible. It was like, how is he doing that? Because drinking and going out is so high up on my priority list. All that other stuff is just not available. And then when I opened the book and I did the book, the mission part for me was really, really hard. Like I couldn't, I couldn't write about what I wanted because I didn't know who I was. So mm -hmm. I found it really hard. So I actually didn't I wouldn't say that the book was the most pivotal for me. I, I'd say that the conversation definitely between me and you and the book planted a seed. Yeah. But it wasn't until, let's say, a year later where it was like, I was still doing the work-ish. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't until like a year later where I was like, and your program that I did, do you remember when? You were my the, first ever. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big moment been... for me as well. Yeah. My first ever free coaching club and I was that like... <laughs> I just yeah. just started coaching nutrition. Yeah, I remember. Like that made that was like a so for anyone just for context, you brought out like a it was like a fitness thing. But what did I get exercises with it? I can't remember. Or was really, it, just it was food? like so. 
Yeah, so for context, like my journey start, not, didn't start as an online business coach. I, I was just like, right, cool. I want freedom. How the fuck am I going to get that, basically? What am I going to do? And I've been through like a massive weight loss journey. Um, I bought a nutrition coaching course because I wanted to learn about myself because I read a book. It was basically about don't necessarily do things because you think it's going to be your dream job, but learn it because you want to learn it. And then yeah. it might eventually be something that's useful for you so I signed up to a nutrition course never done it but then I was like right cool I know that as a coach or consultant online now you can literally do anything you want right you just help someone that you've done and I was like right cool I've just lost like 23 kilograms in like 18 months mm. I couldn't articulate or believe that people would see the internal transformation yeah 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 I get yeah so I was like cool <clears throat> I would love to talk about mindset all day, but it makes more sense. This is how naive I was in business to do nutrition and fitness. You can see, can you see the changes? Yeah, people can see it. And I thought that would be it. And so then I brought out a program called The Weekender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People lose weight, but still be able to go on the sesh, basically. <laughs> what a stupid idea that was. Yeah, but do you think that was like a, um, a stepping stone, like for you to get where you are right now? absolutely every single step is every yeah. single, every single failure is like and this is the thing and this is what we coach our clients at the minute for anyone that is might be wanting to start or coach or any coach or consultants whatever listening to this is like there's the biggest thing that people struggle with like they they want to help people they're inspired to help right yeah. and I, well, I want to help people i was so inspired i was so driven by passionate service that I was trying to serve, I was trying to build a business but no one even wanted to get help, really. Yeah. No one really, if you're looking, like, you don't really want the help. Like, you think you want the help, but you really want to go out more. But it's <laughs> yeah. to just be like, oh, I am trying. So Is that like, why you think you was changing your product to suit, rather than believing in a product and being like, this is what I'm doing? Do you think, and that's where the weekend come, you was like, right, how can I get more clients? Okay, well, I know people who are on the session all the time. I'll bend what I'm selling kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I didn't have the pro, I, I was in the fitness world. I didn't really feel like I belonged in the fitness world, but I was like, I don't even, I don't know what else I would do. Yeah. I don't know where else I would be. So this is the only place I feel like I do fit kind of, but I didn't feel aligned to it, which is why I it never really got off the ground for me because my personal habits weren't good enough. I had imposter mm. all the time because I would still be out. People were like, you can't be out drinking. I'm like, leave me the fuck yeah, alone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it was just like this whole thing, like obviously working and working full time. And then it was this whole thing about not being aligned to what I truly wanted to do, but also yeah. because I didn't give myself permission to do that. I couldn't give myself permission to actually go after the, what I really wanted to do because I had so many unconscious blocks around who I was and what I actually wanted to achieve and the, the goals I had. I always knew I wanted to have freedom, but mm -hmm. I was like that sunk cost fallacy. I was like, I've invested like 10,000 pounds into this yeah. now. I need to make this work, despite the evidence of it just wasn't working for me. And is it, do you feel like it wasn't working for you because you wasn't aligned to nutrition deep Absolutely. down? And did you know that in the moment? Did you did you know that and you were just trying to ignore it kind of thing? Not at all. My conscious mind was telling me everything. I'm doing everything I can. This is right. This is the path. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. I'm right. I need to keep doing it. Like, I was working nonstop. Like, I was on my mind all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The bigger goals. It was always like, right, I'm doing this to get this. I'm, I'm going to do this now, and then I'm going to shift down the line and then start yeah. doing and, like, all these men's events and stuff. Um, 
And it wasn't really until I met Shane, my business partner now, that he was just basically like, look me, you know what you want to do. You know what you want to achieve. Give yourself permission to actually do it. Because yeah. when you do, you'll speak your truth and you'll be aligned and then people will feel that and people will understand that and that the energy that you give, even your content, conversation with clients, like conversation with people on the phone, like they will feel that certainty and energy because you are aligned. But if you're not, they just read it. And that yeah. was a big thing for me for so long. And that's why my journey was a very, very up and down roller coaster of a journey. Um, but I just didn't give up. because I was like, because I wanted it so bad. It was just like, all right, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to roll with the punches. Every time it fails, you just keep going, basically. And then it eventually, <laughs> exactly. eventually I ended up battling. I ended up in Byron Bay as a bartender halfway through that. Oh, yeah. So I got off the, I quit my job, didn't I? I quit the job. I was like, going to be a full-time coach. Went off the rails. Was going out like on vendors. Couldn't <laughs> sleep. Ended up in Byron Bay as a bartender after a massive, like, 10-day holiday over Christmas because I couldn't face going back to Sydney. And then I ended up back on the tools. No, I was back when I left Sydney, I was back. Oh, yeah, when you went home. That was horrible. Horrible. Do you think that was needed, though, as well? Like, that, when you went home, like, obviously, that allowed you to, I mean, did it? Did it allow you to save a little oh, bit so you could? It didn't allow me, I didn't save because I put every single penny I had into the business. Yeah, 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 okay. Every single penny I had went straight back in the business. Because I and was like... And is this when you were still, like nutrition coach oh uh, so this was when so this is when so i started in like april 2020 i was home 20 december 2021 mm. 18 months later i got home and i went home and i just shut the business down because i was burnt because i was like because when i was in australia and everyone knows any listeners know how amazing australia is and when you are there pr is like the goal, but I had both goals in my mind of having freedom, but also having PR. And yeah, I was on the client visa. I was on a, I was under the client visa, so I was I was delusional. I was I lived in yeah. a fantasy that I could get both, but I couldn't get both. But I was convincing myself I could, um, and it meant that I was working nonstop, like all the weekends, more early mornings, late evenings. With being in the UK, like the coaching times, yeah. And I, never ever ever get my business anywhere near where I it could be to actually make that shift into full time I was never even close yeah my energy was I was so torn between going here there and everywhere I was like right I need to go to work and recruitment which is a fucking hard tiring job and then I need to work on my business and then I also like I wanted to plan visa this summer like I want to enjoy myself I don't know how long this experience is going to last so I'm like yeah I was getting pulled a million directions that I was still despite what I was trying to do. Um, so then when I got home, I was like, but then I was like, right, cool. And it's funny because I was like, right, how do I get both? I went to, I went to the vineyard with Luke, Darren. Mm. Went, camping. went camping, we're like, right, all the only goal is get out of the city. So we left Sydney, we drove up the road, like where are we gonna go? We went go-karting, stopped off at some like free campsite, smoked a joint, and we walked to the, we walked to a vineyard and I was stood there at the vineyard and an epiphany. I was like, okay, right. Rather than trying to get both, I, how about I go to my recruitment boss and combine my coaching with my recruitment. I sent him a 2,000 word proposal about how I could be like a learning development coach slash recruiter in the office. Okay. So I was like, right, cool. How, yeah, that how, go? how do I get both? And I was like, right, yeah. cool. I'm to combine. It's good though that you was thinking like the, the way you think 
is gonna like get does get you forward do you know what I mean obviously it didn't pan out the way you like initially wanted it to pan out but for the best because you are where you are now in Bali but the fact that you even had that idea to go and the balls to do that do you know what I mean absolutely like I would never be I would never be ashamed of asking for what I want like Mm. in in, and I, and it's it's funny it's funny I say that now I'm not because I but I had like a very unconscious fear of rejection which held me back for a long time like I couldn't I couldn't ask business because I couldn't overcome a fear like an unconscious fear of rejection that I had yeah which was something that did hold me back for so long but um but yeah you have to be resourceful I mean it's never that no one's going to give you the plan no one's ever going to give you exactly what you need to be successful you have to be resourceful but like once I had that conversation. And I was like, right, cool, this is it. They said yes, but then a week later, my view got cancelled. Really? So but I'd shut the bit. I was like, cool, I'd have to go back full time in recruitment. So I was like, don't, I, don't, I don't like a decision to make. It's like, yeah, I shut the business down and go full time in recruitment, which I really don't want to do, but it'll be like three years and I'll get PR. Mm. I said yes, like, cool, I want to get PR. It would take you three, four years. We can put you on this visa, this visa, this visa, but you want to shut your business down and go full time. So I was like, fuck. I've been doing this for like 18 months now and like, hey, this is what I want. And I was like, okay, right, cool. I'll shut the business down. I'll do it. I'll just shut it down. I can't call up my four, four client, five, four or five clients says, look, this is what's happened. I can't continue going full time. And then after like two, 13, 14 months of when my visa should have been ex- viewed of the extension that I was waiting in in no man's land, a week later, I got told I had to leave. What? So, so, like the second I quit that journey, it was like, "Whoa, hang on, Ryan." This yeah. Is like back to England, you go. I uh, mean, it's it's funny though, isn't it? Because if if you if that wouldn't have happened, like you say, the business would still be shut down now, and you would be working in recruitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would given the life I truly wanted. Yeah. Exactly. I would have been, I would have made, I would have settled and I would choose a lifestyle over my values. Mm. My value is freedom. Like my highest value is freedom. And I made a direct, con- and I made a direct decision against my highest value in that point. Yeah. And then what turned out, it was like, okay, cool, go home. And I was like, right. And I remember having to leave Australia Everyone's going, oh, it's so sad. Are you not sad? I'm gutted you're leaving. I was like, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, you're sad because you would be sad if I, you, you had to. You're were not sad you excited in that moment more than anything? My attitude was I'm grateful for every single experience I've ever had here. Yeah, okay. I'm here. I left four years ago on a one-way flight from the UK. Like, I need to go out into the world, and I don't know when I'm going to be home, but I just need to do this. Yeah. And I'd done everything I wanted to do and within my power. Like I got the job, like I had amazing fun, amazing friends. I worked hard, started a business, had an amazing experience, completely changed who I was as a person in so many ways. And it was like, okay, cool. My time is up for now. Like I don't have any resentment. I don't have any regrets or anything like that or sadness around what could have been. I'm like, I'm just took the perspective of, right, I'm so grateful for everything that's happened. Mm. Everything and I know I'm excited for what's to come. It's like that pivotal moment where I was like, because yeah. I've had it happen. I don't have any doubt in myself that I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have zero doubt that it will happen. And I know that 
what is the way what the obstacle is a way is a massive massively important book for me about how every challenge you have is for you not to you and i very yeah. much viewed and it was like right cool it's not going to be easy it's not going to be simple but i'll be absolutely fine and then i went home i was gonna <laughs> i was like still at that period where coaching is very like energetic it's a, it's a big energetic exchange when you're doing one-to-ones 100 someone into a space and holding that strength for someone and um i was like cool i don't need it in the minute back home got home I was like right i'll fly home for my birthday and christmas could have flown home june january time got home in two days got got um covid and was in isolation for 10 days over christmas and new year's i didn't even get to see any of my friends or family over new oh year my um tried to start getting into crypto i was like oh i'm gonna try and get to crypto started like quite <laughs> diving crypto because i was like right my boss is gonna pay me three grand and as soon as i get paid i can start trading with crypto and i won't have to deal with other people i can just do me yeah bump me didn't pay me yeah <laughs> uh, didn't pay me what is this is this in the in in ours you bought your boss yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, my boss from my boss, my recruitment boss. I like, don't worry, mate. We'll pay you when you get home. When you come back, you'll be sweet. Got home, he was like, "I ain't paying you, mate." I was like, "Sweet, I just spent all my money." Cheers. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my all my money, hoping that money would come in. Cheers. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I was like, that better beg. Now I was like, cool. I was like, I'm coaching. Like there is no, there's no doubt in my mind again. I was like, this is the way. Like, I have, this is. I always thought I was going to get back to it. I was like, all right, and this is a sign. I've had two signs now. This is what I, I mean. Do you think they were two, two huge nudges to be like, this is what you're doing? 100%. I was like, the second I tried to veer off, like, no, mate, get out. You're going back to England. It's like, oh, no, you're not doing crypto. We're not going to give you any money. <laughs> and I was like, right, what does this mean? It means that I go all in on my coaching, all in, and I have to earn money. So how am I going to do that? I either get a job and go into the same thing I've just done, or I work with my brother for a hundred quid a day laboring. And I fucking hate laboring. I hate it so much. I hate yeah. it. And I said, I swore to myself, I would never pick up a fucking hammer again. But it was like, right, cool. What's going to get me there quicker? Is it having the flexibility of working when I want, being able to choose my days? I might not necessarily like the work, but I can choose my days. And I can have the ultimate flexibility around my business or go into a job. And I was like, it's, if anyone asks, if I, if I give my advice to anyone else, I was like, right, just suck it up. Yeah. Up, and that's what I did. And then it took me nine months. So what was you, what was the vision while you were, while you was kind of, ah, sorry, while you was in a situation where, um, you didn't necessarily enjoy because it's, it's the, it's the thing for most people when they're, when they have a desire or when they have a um, like dream or a goal, you know, the reality is you can't just poof and make it happen. You have got to stay in a situation that you might not necessarily fucking love for a while while you build and create the thing that you want. So what was it that you had in your mind that kept you going through picking up that I, hammer? Yeah, yeah. Like I knew it would happen. It's like what's what's it? Was it a move to Bali? Was oh, it yeah. so, time? So, it, what was so, it? So that's so when I was there, I was like, right, cool. I'm gonna build my business mm. so I can go to Bali basically. I'm right, like, I'm okay. gonna be in Bali and I'm gonna have my freedom-based business. 
Right. But, uh, so that was the goal while she was doing this work. When I got hot, yeah, like, and it was a bit unclear. When I was in Australia, it was a bit unclear because I was living in this fantasy where I could do both, when I couldn't do both. Mm. But when I tried to drop, the veil fell down. I was like, cool, I'm back in the UK. I'm back in my bedroom. Like, yeah. now I'm what? Fuck. Yeah. 27 now. <laughs> and I was like, I literally have no business. I have no money. I have no clients. And I don't have a fucking, I don't have nothing. I've got nothing again. <laughs> i got nothing left. I've got nothing left. But, <laughs> It sounds cliche, but I'd like, I was like, right, I know what I'm going to get. I know I have my vision. I was like, right, cool. I'm going to do whatever it fucking takes, whatever it takes to get to Bali and have my business. Mm. So bearing in mind, I was earning 100 quid a week, 100 quid a day. I signed up to a coach who was a friend of mine who I'd met in Byron Bay. She moved to Bali, lived in Bali, bought a villa, lived the freedom lifestyle, freedom mm. business coach. Perfect. You are the perfect person to help me. Um. And she was like, right, cool, it's £6,000. Fuck, okay. I was like, yes, it's a lot of money. Everyone around me was like, you can't pay her that much. You can't pay her that much money, Ryan. I was like, but she lives the life I want, and who else is going to help me? Yeah. You, you have anyone, in, anyone that you know that owns a coaching business? No. Okay, so how am I going to get help? Who, who's going to help me? Daddy, you going to help me? You don't even understand what I do. And no one understood what I went like going from Bondi to Brighton, where I was saying, Oh, yeah, I do mindset coaching. Then I, yeah, it's yeah, ah, what's that? And I was like, I help people with their mindsets, so they can get what they want. No, who needs that? <laughs> you do, mate, but you just can't, you, you just can't realize. Um, but it was just, it was like that. It was just like, right, cool. Everyone's confused. No one really knew what I'd done. I was like, totally isolated and like just trying to convince people like what I was trying to do. And I was like, I, I bet that took a lot, of, a lot of energy as well. Like, have you have you realised now that, like, back home you didn't have to try and convince people. It was just like, if people don't get it, I'm not going to beg it. Is that how you feel about it now? Or? Yeah, now I did. But there's a yeah. lot of emotional attachment to when I did come back because I just reconnected with all my friends, that yeah. my, my friends who have, some of them have changed loads, some of them have been exactly the same. Like, everyone's, that's that period of time, isn't it? Like, from 23 to 27... Yeah. My brother, 25 to 30, that's the significance to me. That's where the compound efforts of people at home, their success will determine, yeah, their efforts. Yeah. The people that haven't done anything still haven't done anything. But the, the people same, who are working yeah. back then have gone, have gone shot up who were like mega successful because of that time. Yeah. I went to experience that and I was like, right, cool. I can see. So my lens was so different to at home of around the power of what I'm trying to do myself, how different I felt, but yet people still saw me as the old Ryan that left. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. Because at that age, near 27, 28 at home, people don't go hang out as much. People have got partners, people have got kids, right? Mm. And that whole, the how often you see your friends is very limited compared to what it used to be and what it would be in Australia. Yeah, I was going to say compared to what it is in because your friends are your family out here, aren't they? So yeah. it's, yeah. 100%. People aren't saving for houses, like people aren't getting their head down, having kids mm -hmm. and like, like saving to a So it's different, right? Yeah. Then I, um, it was just, yeah, then it was, it was just a real shift for me to actually view and then like people, I'd see people and I'd be seeing people on nights out. Yeah. And then like, fuck me, you haven't changed, have you? I'm like, I can't even tell you how much I've changed, but I don't <laughs> yeah. why you think I haven't changed. 
Yeah. Last time I saw you, it was four years ago in the same bar. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like when you went back home and you had, because you had been through this and we'll get back onto the coach, the coach that you yeah. have in a minute. But when you went back home, right? Because I experienced this a little bit as well. And I was very conscious about it. You've been on this big journey of growth, yeah? And you go back home. Did part of you, your ego, want to be like, yes, I have fucking changed. And like, get you back up a little bit when people did say, oh, you've not changed, have you? Do you know what I mean? Did you, what I'm trying to say is, did part of you feel like it had something to prove? A little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is? I don't even think anyone said that to me. Mm. I think I felt like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I just projected that. Mm. And I was just putting thoughts, putting things in my own mind, what I thought, yeah. people, judging myself because of where I was, what I was doing. Yeah. And that's yeah. a crazy thing. And now you, now I just, I, think, I don't even think anyone did. I think I was just judging myself for doing that because I tried so hard to break away from that person. But then when I was back in the environment I was in, it was so easy to fall back into that. To the pa- yes, the oh my God, yeah. The same judgment that I used to have was very present in my life again. Mm. And then that would give me even more of a driver, like I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to get yeah. out of here, I'm not who I am. I'm not who I want to be. And again, like from, the, from, a, from a lifestyle perspective, very, very different lifestyles from Bondi to Brighton. Yeah. You know what I mean? That the, the acts like, we all know the lifestyle that people live at home and no judgment. I mean, it's just not what I want to live. Yeah. Um, people love it. I don't. And then it was always for me that like, I wanted, I always looked at people online and like saw people like, I've been to Bali like four, three times before this, like coffee shop, just seeing people live, live freely. That's what my desire. I never looked to think, oh, I really want a family, like a young family, or I want, you know, I really want a big car, a nice car, a big house. I've never looked at that and think that's what I want. Mm. It's been the freedom because of the void I had from the combination of being in Australia, having my visa decline, then the pandemic on top. Like that was like a stacked event to make yeah. me a void of freedom in my life, which immediately created that value on that so powerfully which is why that book was so important because that's when it went bang. It just shot yeah, up. And it like made you realise. But I didn't actually accept that part of me for so long. It wasn't until I got back onto the coaching side of things that that was when I was like, right, I want to be a freedom coach. Like, it's what I care about. Yeah. It's what I actually care about. So why not just double down on it, learn everything I can on it, understand how this is done and then help others achieve the same thing. That that's alignment for me. Because again, from an alignment perspective, you seek the information that you need to have for yourself and then you help the people that you want to help. Uh, yeah, after you've done it yourself, 100%. Yeah. So what, then, um, with, with I don't want to say a name, but with the coach, tell us what happened there. So don't get me wrong. I think that she is a great coach, but it didn't work for me. Okay. Right? I... So for people that for listeners that understand masculine and feminine energies, masculine is very structured, plans, goals, 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 feminine yeah. is very creative, like receive, flow, creativity, that kind of polarization, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand, but for the listeners. Um, she was very in feminine. Yeah. And I'm very masculine. And it was very whimsical, like, right, do this, we go, here's a project we need to work on, go away and do this, do these things. She give me tasks to do, but it was very up in the air. There wasn't real strategy to it. There wasn't any data to track. There wasn't really anything that I had 
to fall back on to know that what I was doing would yield the results, which is full trust. Okay. And I fully trusted her and worked on for like four months and I had zero clients. Right, okay, yeah. Or I'd had two clients, one of a friend of mine who we connected with over stoicism in the gym. He went to be an amazing client. I made him come around my house and book a one-way flight to Vietnam. <laughs> and so you book your flight and he booked his flight. And, <laughs> business. and then there was another guy um, who I actually reached out to, one of our um, Aaron's cousin, um, who reached out to him, had a conversation with him, got on a call with him, and then just then he become a client. Yeah. It was a direct opposite advice that I was being given. It was like, don't do any cold messages, don't DM mm-hmm. people, do your attraction marketing, hands up, content, podcast, start everything. And I was to the point where I started my podcast and I fell asleep at <laughs> half of the editing my podcast because I was like, yep, yep, yep. Yep, all I could hear on the podcast was me saying, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I was like, I need to delete that. And I fell asleep on my laptop at half 11. And then it took up like half five to do more work to then. You go- got me conscious about saying, yep, now in my head. Go on. I was like, and I was sitting there, I was like, this can't be the best way to make money. This can't be the best way yeah. to get the job. Like it's such a long-term play that all of these are such long-term plays. I need money and clients now. I'm paying her like seven, eight hundred pounds a month. And yeah. I have income and working, I'm working a hundred pounds a day. There's eight days of the month just to pay for a coach, let alone any bills or anything. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that so I don't have to work as much. Mm. But I'm I'm like, and I literally went broke. I went broke. I like I had this. <laughs> I um <clears throat> I took this job opportunity and it was called model, it was called model influencing, right? It just, oh, oh God, where are we going with it? It was a bullshit sales job, basically. It was like, oh it yeah, was like, it was a bullshit sales job. Oh, right, like, okay. Like, yeah, we go work away, it's really good. He's, we just start, we like sell, it's in-person sales. And I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. I'll give it a crap, see what it's like. And it was basically selling milk. <laughs> I was in Newcastle. I was in Newcastle <laughs> with a horrible, like, horrible um, shopping centre trying to sell milk. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> well, you know what? It's mad, though, because these are the things that you were doing to pay for the coach, to pay to, for Bali, to pay to get to your dream. You was going to Newcastle and selling milk. I was on the train home from Newcastle because it was... <laughs> They fucked me as well because they were like, oh, mate, yeah, we're leaving at this time. And he messaged me like, a couple of hours, oh, sorry, mate, there's only three seats in the car. You're going to have to get a train. I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> I need 200 quid to get a train up there out of my own money to then get a reimbursement. Like, I have no money. I have no <laughs> oh, money. So I was on the train back like, I'm literally broke. Like, I'm literally broke. <laughs> and I'm sad. And I'm like, I'm broke and I'm sad. I'm broke and I'm sad. I don't know what to do. And I just went, so I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I was like, in fact, no, this is what happened. So I was like, right, cool. I opened my laptop. Like, I have no confidence what I'm doing is going to get the results. I'm zero, zero confidence in it now. I'm fucked for four months, four months in, no clients, no money. I'm gone broke, trusting this person's advice, and it hasn't worked. Um, and that's just the way it is. I didn't have any resentment towards her. Yeah. I what she wanted to do. She, she knew what she was always doing what she was thought the best. Um, but yeah, it was like one call a month for like 800 quid. 
which is the just value wasn't there for me. Um, so then I spoke, so I stumbled across a guy called Shane online, covered in tattoos, stood in Bangkok on this, on this, on this like skyscraper. Like, I was working construction, I was doing this, 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 and I got myself out here. I was like, right, okay, cool. I need to talk to that guy. Right. And I messaged him. I was like, look, mate, I am. He'd messaged me a little bit before, just to just connect to, hey, mate, how's it going? I love what you're like, you're still doing that geezer. I think it's a cool concept. Um, and I messaged him, look, mate, I'm working with someone at the minute, but I'd like to have a chat with you. Um, and he basically had a call with him and he basically highlighted to me about like what was the guarantee in place. I was like, I have no guarantee. And you know, you're paying a six grand with no guarantee. And like, yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> I've signed up to that. And um, what's the KPIs of what the stuff you're tracking? Like, what's your actual day to day stuff you're doing to make sure you get the results? And I didn't have the answer to any of it. I didn't have an answer to what he asked me. And it was yeah. what I was missing in my business because, like, he was very masculine. Mm. So that someone that, like, right, I need to, well, I want to wake up and know what I need to do, when I need to do it, how much of it I need to do so I can shut my laptop and switch off and know that I'm doing enough. Yeah. When I don't know I'm doing enough, I don't feel enough. Mm-hmm. that whole thing about that self-doubt and fear and not feeling enough in the journey of trying to get the result because my result the results weren't showing because I didn't get the clients but I didn't yeah. know what it was that I needed to do to, in order to yield that and I had nothing to track it was just like I'm just doing bits here and there and just hoping to get results there was no consistency in what I'd done um, and then basically I was like cool I was like right I need to quit my coach <laughs> So I went back, I was like, I can't do it anymore. How um, did that feel in, in your mind? Because again, like this is another path change. Yeah. And the reason why I ask is just because anyone embarking on any type of journey who's listening to this is going to experience, it's not, it's not a straight line. You are oh. going to quit. You're going to start again. You're going to sidestep. And, you know, you you have done that, but you're where you are right now. So how did it feel quitting that coach? Was it exciting or was a part of you like, oh shit, like I'm... It was like, okay, cool. It was that conversation was like, cool. I'm going to quit this coach, but I'm not going to sign up to anything. I want to try on my own. Yeah. Right. I went back to where I was like, really appreciate everything done for me, but look, I need to stop. It's not working for me. Like, I don't, it's going to work. Okay, cool. And then I was Can all I my just say, with the attraction marketing, do you believe that it works for some people? Because Absolutely. we we are very, we're very different as well in, in our coaching style. Yeah, we, we, we've had a conversation before about it. Um, do you what do you stand on? Kind of the differences in that. I'm intrigued. I think that they all have everything has a place. Okay. I don't I don't think if you are serious and again like, this is what we coach right that we coach proving method though. If you want to actually accelerate your growth and get, you have to use every tool that's available to you. Mm. You use to be also use outbound marketing in conjunction with each other right. they are they are strategies there is nothing icky bad about them it's only what you project onto them that that will yield back to you they yeah. are strategies, right they're proven to work in the industry for multi multi-millionaires to, to just start it yeah. only depends on how you perceive those and what energy you give them is what you'll get back if yeah. you're going to attraction marketing like no one's going to buy like there's no one out there and you put your posts out and convince no one's out there no one is going to come back to you and yeah. if you're going into dark cold DMs, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm intrusive. Like, people mm. don't want to talk to me. Like, I'm being really weird. And, like, people aren't going to want to talk to you. But if yeah. you're going to that point of, like, right, cool, from the traction mark, I'm providing value. Whoever it connects with, amazing. I'm welcoming. Like, come into my world. I'd love to have a chat with you. If, you, if you're interested, focus on the people that do connect, not the, not the millions of people that don't connect. And it's the same as the people from an outbound perspective. Like, 
you're not focused on making every single person a client or intrusive. You're going, right, I know that if I serve and connect with 20 people a day from a genuine place of, right, they look like they could be my ideal client. And I know that if I just connect with a few people a day, some of them will come back. Some of them will engage, some will ignore me, right? Because some of them will be like, who the fuck's that? That's weird. That yeah. ignore them. Some people will come back and be like, okay, cool. Like, hey, Ryan, good to connect. Some of those people will then be, they won't be suitable clients. Well, I'm actually working with someone at the minute, mate. Oh, I'm actually really good. Like, I've actually got loads of stuff going on. Okay, cool, mate. No worries. Best of luck with it. Like, I'll be watching the journey. And then the proportion of those people will be like, um, actually, Ryan, yeah, I do. I actually am looking for someone to help me at the minute. Um, but I'm just a bit busy right now. And then another proportion will be like, yeah, mate, I'd love to jump on a call. Let's go. It, and do you like, think that works? Do you think that's only? I'm just intrigued with what because we've never had a chat about what what you actually do and your strategy. And I am intrigued. Yeah. What do do you think that only works with business coaching? No, not at all. Like we've got coach. Like we've got like obviously inside we've got about fifty clients inside our program at the minute, and we've got like self love coaches, confidence coaches. We've got coaches to help mums. Like there's so many different styles of coaching that it works because it's not about what you coach is about how to connect. How mm. do you create human connections? Because it's it, for anyone to start any sort of coaching or consultant business, you have to be able to connect to the human basis. People don't buy coaches. People don't buy coaching. They buy the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, they buy you. You have to be a human being. You have to be yourself and authentic and actually just understand that if you can build a genuine human connection with people, right, there's a larger market formula. It's basically like 60% of people live problem unaware yeah people don't know they have a problem they have they have symptoms of things that are going on in their life that cause internal discomfort or in, in line but they don't know what it is 20 percent of those people know they have a problem but it, it isn't enough of a problem for them to actually go look for help Do something about it yeah 17 percent of people are in that information gathering stage like cool i know i've got a problem i'm going to start looking now look at the market who look, do some bit of research and then three percent of those people are ready to buy and that goes for millions of people and the handful of people that you have in your audience. So it's making sure that you learn how to build relationships with every single person on that spectrum um, right. using different strategies, using attraction marketing, using content, podcast, all the different strategies you can use, ones that you feel best, what's your medium, like what do you love to do? Um, obviously, you, you, you're smashing your podcast now. It's something you obviously get a buzz off. Like run with yeah. that. But then also, it's also a case of there will be some people in your audience that have too much resistance to reach out. Yeah. Have too much resistance. It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. They have too many blocks to make that first step. So when you do have an outbound strategy of connecting with people from a genuine place of, I'm just helping more people, I'll give yeah. you some free value. It's not going to be everyone, but it will definitely, it will accelerate your growth because you're not, because you're not projecting anything onto strategies. You understand there are human beings out there and how they behave is different. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To actually get into their world and build that level of trust because of how they behave rather than what you believe is the best strategy. And it's just being more objective about it. That's all it is. Because I didn't, I didn't reach out to people for two and a half years. I learned it, yeah. the first £2,000 I spent. But it wasn't until I learned that I figured out that I had an unconscious fear of rejection I convinced myself that it's fucking bullshit people being now like DMing people like no one wants to be DM'd. Mm. Really, it was my conscious mind convincing myself not to do it because 
or my subconscious convincing myself that was the truth because it meant that if I went into a one-to-one conversation with someone and I offered them my service, I'd call that they said no, I'd be rejected. Yeah. Okay. So I would convince myself that it wasn't the right strategy. When is when I figured that out, and I realized it was just a bullshit thing that I was holding on to, and yet tons and tons, thousands and thousands of people are yielding great results by doing it just because it's just a way to connect with people. Then I and that's when my business took off. That's when it went back because I was like, cool, I've been posting content. I've been providing value. I've been giving the marketplace value, 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 starting podcasts, like doing so much for the market. But then I just needed a way of actually going out there and bringing these people back into my world and actually telling them what I've done. <clears throat> and then when I've done that, it So just... did you did you do start doing that yourself or did you dive straight in with Shane after so, you? So I had a three-week period and I was like, right. I'm even worse off now. I was like, fuck, I've got no one now. <laughs> you really have got nothing left at this yeah. point. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I don't even have a coach now. What am I going to do? <clears throat> and, and again, I've known in my world, this is like six months, I about five months, four months in. And then I, my credit rating was fucked. Like Vodafone took a payment out of my account like two years into me being in Australia, which is like a random payment, which damaged my credit rating. What? So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, why is my credit rating so fucked? Um, but I was like, right, cool. And I said, so I spoke to Shane that I don't want to work, I don't want to do group coaching programs, man. I want to work one to one. How much is going to cost? He was like, 4K, paid in full for 12 weeks. Like, okay. Well, fuck. Okay. And I was like, right. And then, um, and then, He's like, cool, he said, he oh. said it was paid, like he only does painful. Is that what you were saying to you? No, 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 that was what it was. Like 5K, 12 weeks, 5K over the 12 week, 4K paid in full. This right, okay, this right, get yeah. And I was like, cool, I don't want to have to spend an extra grand. How am I going to do this? And he was like, oh, I've got finance options if you want. No, I was like, right, I can't afford that. So I think, and he said, I've got finance options. And then when he said that, my, that that excuse in the back of my mind of like Ryan, this is impossible. Is like that like it is possible. Yeah, you don't, you can't get yourself out of this. You can't convince yourself that you can't afford it now because there is financing options. So that voice inside my head was like, right, cool. How do I figure it out? And I couldn't just step back and just go away and look for something else because I was like, if I had the money, if I had the money, I would say yes right now, and that's what I thought. Yeah. Then I had access to the money. So I can't even use that excuse because I did have access to the money. And then basically, I was like, cool. I basically worked, called everyone I could, sort of sorted my um, credit rating out, went straight into Halifax. I was going to buy a car, got a four grand loan and paid him four grand there and then. And then within, t- within 10 weeks, I'd made 15 grand cash. And then oh, I was in yeah. Bali. And then that, that was it. Like within, within that time, I made 15 grand cash and moved to Bali within like seven weeks. So it like, that was it. But I was like, I'm not going to fucking stop. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop. My biggest investment I made like up front was the last one I made to actually get me there. But I was like, I was already 25 grand deep. Yeah. But like, I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to make this fucking happen. And then part of that was like basically just saying like, look, like trust yourself. Like give yourself permission to play the game that you want to play. Stop playing small. Give yourself permission to play the game. You want to be a, you want to be a freedom coach. Own own that. But you don't. This is the thing. I was like, my, I haven't got a business. I haven't got like this really mega successful business at the minute. And he was like, but have you? And he was like, have you launched a business before? 
Do you know what you want to do? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Is there people out there that don't know what they want to do and would love to learn how to actually figure out what they want to do and then launch that business and learn the skills that they need to actually put their mark in the ground and say, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, cool, help them people then. Yeah, it's that, it's that saying, isn't it? You're always like one step ahead of, it's like brand new coaches who genuinely don't have a clue what they're doing, but they have been through their own journey themselves and they know they know what's needed to kind of go deeper within and find those things and, ch- and change their lives. They've changed their own life, but it's like, oh my God, how do I, how can I possibly help someone else? It's like, you only have to be a couple of pages of, ahead of someone else to help them. And that that's it. And quite often the case, that's the people who you get the best results with because mm. even though they might not have the most advanced strategies, these people are so committed to your growth because right in their journey, they're like, oh my God, like some, I'm going to give this person everything I, everything I have. Yeah. And the reality is, like the, the, the reality is that as businesses scale, as you go, unless you join a Tony Robbins program, you're not going to talk to Tony Robbins. Yeah, you're not going to talk to you. You're going to be in a, you're going to be a massive, massive group of people. And don't get me wrong, they have their value and they have their place. But when you do have a coach who is one or two steps ahead of you, and you can have that real attention that you need, and that compassion, and that empathy, and that listen, really listen to people, and have the touch points with the person that you actually want to work with, the coaching experience is so different. Because I've gone in with like programs, and then I had no one to ones no access to the people that I actually joined up with. And I yeah. was like, I'm like, I'm not even talking to this guy. Like, and that is a huge difference between where you're at in your journey. And again, like when you ask that, you're so put in, not that you're not when you scale, it's just, you just got different, your time, you only have 24 hours in a day, don't you? Mm. Like you can't spend as much time with each individual client. It's more about building leverage within your business. But those when you are working the one-to-one, there's so much, so much close contact and so much commitment to that growth as well. So um, quite often you get better results with those people. So in Bali at the minute, you're in Bali, you moved to Bali. When when did you move? Got there September, September 17th. September, what, to Bali? Yeah. In September, right. What, just September as in just gone? Oh, I meant to meet Josh oh, and yeah. Luke. So because Josh, yeah. yeah because actually weren't you at home when I went home and you moved just after I come back because I was going to come yeah. and meet you and I was at home yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Josh and Luke yeah I remember so you've been in Valley since September how how is everything now you've got a girlfriend that's it yeah I've got a partner yeah I've got a girlfriend it's amazing like I was honestly, having a little nosy the other day <laughs> yeah 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 um that's incredible like I've been on a, I've been on a massive like healing journey myself like obviously part of why I moved to Bali was because the spiritual side of things mm. uh, done all sorts of healings um done a mushroom ceremony which is intense oh, yeah. yeah that was intense <gasps> uh so much stuff really like really and just enjoying it like I do what I want when I want but I have co-freedom over my time I like there's beautiful gyms I've had beautiful experiences we've got beautiful restaurants like the the it really isn't cheap living here. It really yeah. isn't living here at all. What people think you might be able to get cheap food at places, but the the rent is is expensive. You want to live Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I say that's expensive, and not, not expensive. I'm using my language. It's um, <laughs> it's it's good amount of money basically. <laughs> um, 
But no, it's no, honestly, like I love it. Like the experience, like the life that I get to live now, I I feel free. I am yeah. free. You know what I mean? I am free. Like there was so much of my vision more about getting a motorbike, going to Bali. I fucking came off a motorbike five minutes after having it, which was oh incredible. It. I hired it without even watching you, without learning how to ride a bike. And I didn't <laughs> stop it and I just fell off. <laughs> So it wasn't all it was, that was that was one of those that was one of those humbling moments. I was like, everything's going great. I've got my bike, amazing. Bash, like, <laughs> fell off. <laughs> um, but no, it's amazing. It's amazing. I met I've met my girlfriend. Um, it's funny because I was actually going into because I rejected relationships for a long time in my business. And it was like I had different seeing different people, and it took so much attention away and energy away from my from my goal. Yeah. I shut it off and I was just emotionally unattached to anyone. So I was just so focused on my goal that mm. when I got here, my, a lot of the sort of stuff I was working on was around wealth and abundance, but also around the resi- releasing my resistance to love and actually releasing that, the blocks I had. Done like a really amazing breathwork session at the Asana, which is like a biohacking centre. Um, so yeah, I've been on a right journey since I've been here, but I'm loving it. Like we have, Our plans are to um, live the freedom lifestyle properly, go to Europe, go to South America. Like hopefully we might go to Tomorrowland in Brazil. Oh, um, um, but that's it. Like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't, my location doesn't matter where I am. Mm. My business is great. <clears throat> my clients still get served. Everything still runs. <clears throat> it's just a case of managing the business so that when I do travel, it, it still operates at that same level. Um, but then to context, like Shane, after that, after that, 15k in 10 weeks i became partners with shane we then rebranded to the limitless entrepreneurs academy um and now like shane and i i'm the vice president of limitless entrepreneurs academy and our mission now is to help 10,000 people create a life without limits because he came to bali and we was sat there he was my coach me like still i was still painted my coach he sat next to me in bali and then um I asked him, like, just out of curiosity, mate, like, what is your vision? He was like, oh, I want to help 10 people, 10,000 people create a life of freedom. I was like, mate, I literally wrote that down in my journal about two weeks before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was it. So like, we had so many common values, we had so many common interests. The, the personal study that we've done around the esoteric concepts of business, around values um, and wealth development and understanding esoteric business as a concept, looking at guilt, shame, eight sins and looking at going in deep into all that with the intention of entrepreneurship um as well as the shared vision it was like well we get on really well and then you know that i can do what i can do like that let's partner up and create this business where we're both driving it forward um, and it's been amazing it's been amazing like i said we've got like 50 clients um we made a couple of big investments again into that like bigger and bigger investments so like just done a twenty thousand pound investment into the next step so that doesn't stop that just continues and as our impact grows and we've got people inside the community making 30 75 90k months like that's that's the sort of level yeah so it it is amazing i am truly actually doing what i always wanted to do i'm i am living freedom and i am helping people and i'm also helping people actually really create freedom as well um because it's just a game money's a game yeah, and if you can look at it, like how are you going to earn your money? If you can earn your money doing what you love with people that you love, talking about things that you love with the freedom and fulfillment you get by doing that, it doesn't make sense to me why you would choose anything else, right? And that's what we help people do. Would you 
was there any point on all the little stepping stones? Because obviously you've you've been on a lot of stepping stones yeah. from fucking yeah, yeah. selling milk to <laughs> whatever. It yeah, I, 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 when I was bartending, I was bus driving as well. Pre accommodation, the hostel. I was the bartender and then being the cleaner and the bus driver for the hostel, so I didn't have to pay the two hundred dollars a month in rent for so like more business stuff. Jesus oh, Christ! Do you yeah, think yeah. that all of those like was there any point where you was close to giving up? The biggest point was when I actually shut the business down. Yeah, that was when it was really like. But do you think that needed to happen now to be where you are? Sat in Bali next to Shane, being like, let's fucking partner up. One of the biggest things that I learned in that journey was the power of my family support. Because I was so independent, like a lot of stuff to work on with my dad um, about like really like going out into the world and proving, a, subconsciously trying to prove a point to my old man. I could be a man, I could be on my own sort of thing. And I found it very difficult to actually ask for help. And it, for certain people um, and anyone really like, but then it was when I got home, it was like, right, I need support. Like my brother was amazing. Like my mum was amazing. My brother was amazing. Like my dad was, my dad was good. Um, like just giving me that support. Like they didn't really understand what I wanted to do, but they just knew that it was what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that was enough for them to give me all the support that they could. And they were, they were amazing in that. And it was that really sunk in that that's what I needed to get this off the ground because I didn't, I couldn't do it alone. I tried for so long and I couldn't do it. And it was finally where they give me that support that it finally got to a point where I could make it happen. And what would you say to someone who's like, wants that freedom? Because everyone wants that freedom. Let's be fucking honest. All right, some people like to climb the corporate ladder and all of that stuff. And that's that's there. Yeah. But I, I still think that that's not what people really want. But that's just me projecting my, like, you know, I my agree. values. But um, what would you say to someone who is in a situation where they know they want that freedom? They kind of know what lights them up. So they know what, or they might not. But what advice would you give to someone to, who wants to start to work their way towards that freedom-based lifestyle? The two things that we always, always start with before we even talk about business, right, is what's your values and purpose? We've really like in-depth values and purpose process. Mm -hmm. So what many people do, they try and look forward to what they want to do and what their lives can look like first, but you have to go back. You have to reassess, you have to do a self-assessment, go back. What do you actually care about? Mm. What are your values? What do you love to do? What do you aspire by? Where do you spend your time? What do you think about? What are your conscious and unconscious thoughts? Like, what are all these things that are about you right now? And then once you actually understand what your highest values are, and then you can then project, then you can start future pacing about, okay, cool. If I know what I care about, I know what I truly care about. I don't care about these other things that people are telling me to care about. For me, it's like freedom, personal growth, um, and social connection, like connection, like relationships. Like they're the three really that I care about. Mm -hmm. uh, right cool that means freedom for me is business and money and that actually creating a freedom lifestyle personal growth is actually becoming as high the best version of myself and mm -hmm. it down. Um, and then it's actually building good relationships with people so that's why like my business focuses on freedom-based business mindset and coaching right that's what i do because it's what i care about yeah um, people might be family it might be love but it might be like there's so many things it could be like, right how do i then live them to their highest potential Right, for me to have freedom, I have to have a business, I have to do this, 
help people create that and actually be smart with my money and actually make as much money as I can so I can be free, whatever that means to me. Personal growth, I want to be wise, I want to study, I want to have the freedom to actually invest into mentors and coaches and actually learn about myself and do the work on myself. And then social connection, like, right, I just want to be able to have good connection with people. I, want to, I don't want to have to spend nine hours in a job that I don't want to spend in to then go home with my kids. Right, mm-hmm. I think future patient and like, right, I want to be present. When I have children, I want to be present with them. I don't want to have to go to work for the nine hours a day and then come back and then try and squeeze as much time as I can. I want to be able to choose who I spend my time with when I spend my time with people. I don't mm-hmm. want to go to a job where I don't like half the people I work with because I know that the impact that has on me, that energetically, like you absorb everything around you. So you want to protect that. So it's like, cool, right now I've really got clear on that. And then you can figure out your purpose off the back of it, which is basically a combination of everything. It's like, I want to help people. I want to create as much freedom in the world as I can as possible. Also help other people, inspire other people to do that because I know it's possible. And I know that despite how difficult it may seem, <laughs> how many roadblocks it might come, you can do it still. Right, so then that's like, cool, that's anchored into me. I know what I care about, I know what I want. And then you can go straight into the pool and look at your dream lifestyle. Looking at, right, what does your actual lifestyle look like? If you could do anything, have anything, be anyone, what would it look like? What car would you drive? What, where would you go on holiday? What would, you, what would your house look like? How would you spend your day? Like, really get clear and clarity on those two things. So the start, anchoring who you are, where you're at, what you want to create, and then what lifestyle you actually want to live. And then your job is to figure out how you do that in between, right? Because everyone has that ability to do that. But without clarity on actually, without this whimsical, like, oh, it's kind of what I want, you're never actually clear enough to actually start working towards it. Um, and once you do have clarity on those two things, you kind of put yourself in a position where you can't do anything else. Yeah. Because you know who you know what you actually care about, you know what you want. But if you don't do it, you're not you're not living to your, you're not actually living to those values. And then that causes so much internal disalignment and discomfort because you know you're not doing what you should do. I think, sorry, I think as well, when people are aware of their values and they're not living in alignment with them, they know that. However, when they're not living in alignment with them and they don't know about their values, they just think that that's the norm. So this Mm. feeling of not living in alignment is, oh, I've just got to accept this feeling of just fucking trudging through and living on autopilot and feeling like something's off but that's okay because that's how everybody feels when you are in alignment like you don't need to have discipline you don't need to have motivation you don't need these things that you think you need to actually do the things you want to do because it just comes easy you tap into energy Mm. that you never even knew possible even if you struggle with the attention or you struggle with motivation like once you do get clear on what you want you just release the shackles and it's like bang, it's focus. I was a lazy fucker ever. <laughs> honestly, I honestly, like I was so lazy. That was like I was greedy, I was lazy, I was overweight, I was a party boy. Like I lived for the weekend, just done I, like a party for eight years. Like, that's all I cared about eight years. Like, and excessively as well. Like we went to like we met in Darwin. Oh no, we yeah. didn't meet Darwin. We met after. No, but, like, we met, we met in Darwin. Or oh, was you not there? That uh, weekend? I, we met Beach Road. We met in Beach Road Hotel that day when you came down. Um, But it was, yeah, like it was what I lived for. And I never, ever, ever even dreamed about entrepreneurship, living through my life, looking after my health, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop taking drugs. Like it was was just who I was. 
And I was mm. so convinced that that was who I was. I let it be who I was. But I was a shadow of the person that I thought I was. I was I was crippled by insecurities. I was crippled by... Con- I couldn't even look a girl in the eye. I I'm, so- me, I'm the same. It's like in, in Darwin, like say when we... Not when you was in Darwin, we was there a year after. Like when I look back to the person I was then, and even in Sydney, when I come back to Sydney and we was going out all the time, like I thought I was happy then. Because yeah, in the yeah. moment, I did feel happy. But now, looking back, I, I feel the exact same as you. I know that I was pretending to be someone I wasn't because I thought that was what everyone, who everyone wanted me to be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you become aware of that, it's like you see out of a new lens and you're like, oh, that actually wasn't the real me who was. And it's not That's- that I didn't have a fucking unreal time because it was amazing, like, oh, unreal. But... Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just that I know now, like you say, I was crippled with anxiety. I like, I, I remember I just, I used to compare myself so much. Like I did a, a solo episode on this the other day, like with Kala, even though I love her and she's my sister and like, she's the, honestly, she's like the sister I never had. When we was in a big group, I always remember feeling anxious around everyone else and Kala. But I thought, like I did it, I wasn't aware of it. I'm aware of yeah, it now, yeah, yeah. but I would always used to compare myself because I was convinced that everyone liked her more than me, which yeah, is just yeah. mad. Like, but it was because I was just in that kind of, but I wasn't aware of it at the time. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that that was the truth. That was how it was. And that was who I am, who I was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. And, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So, there's one more thing I want to ask you and then we're going to do the closing tradition. Yeah. I want to touch on the fact about, um, I don't want to mention names, but about the, (laughs) the comment that was made to you by someone, let's just put it this way, an organization that is what half a million, whatever it is pound. No, it's not. It's like 25 mil um, company, whatever, whatever the worth, the worth a lot like big dogs in the game let's say or I perceive them to be messaging you and telling you to stop speaking to their clients yeah right so I want to get into this because I think it's very very interesting the way you looked at it I thought I think that you looked at it in the the right way because you obviously must be doing something right for them to to be threatened Mm -hmm. but what First of all, explain it in your words what happened because I didn't explain it very well and explain the way you looked at it. Yeah, so like it's one of those things like never meet your heroes, right? Mm, yeah, like, oh my God, yeah. It sort of inspired me in so many ways, right? Like it was the top podcast I listened to, listened to the stories and I very much saw myself in him with the with the, the, the issues with around drinking and like struggling around everything that like a, a normal, like not normal, well like, a bloke in the UK would expose himself to. Some people go further down the edge, like going away on like lads' holidays and that sort of thing. But then coming out the other side, being a coach, being a successful entrepreneur, like really sort of one of my old coaches used the word expander. Like if he, so can I. And I always had that attitude. It was when I first started doing it, it was looking at James Smith. Like if he could do it, I can do it. Yeah. When it started. But then it was like another person. It was like, cool. Like I see myself in him and it's insane. Like done the, done the, done the course done everything I needed to do, come out and didn't really 
know how to build a business off the back of it, right? I would come into the coaching space. Now I'm a qualified coach. I don't know how to build a business. I have spent all this money and now I don't know how to build a business. Um, so there was a bit of like misalignment from my perspective in that sense when I first started getting into this. And then I started helping more biz people sort of start and actually get their coaching business off the ground. And um, it became more and more evident to me that there was so much struggle with so many people in the same situation I was in as I had a codication or I had a, I had a certificate, but I didn't have a business, which yeah. is what can we do it for in the first place. Um, but yeah, cut a long story short, got a voice note just to say, stay away from our, stay away from our customers or there'll be legal action. Um, blocked, kicked out of community, which I'm absolutely fine about. Um, but really what it highlighted to me is that this individual, this organization probably aren't operating from a place of integrity from what the coaching space really stands for. Mm. It stands for, and I've heard a lot of horror stories after that. Since that's happened, there's been so many people come up to me, come to me and tell me certain things, which is not good. But it's like, if you are someone who is supposed to be helping all these thousands of people, why would you care about a small relative? I consider myself an absolute baby in this industry. Yeah. Small time person having a conversation, the odd conversation with someone in the community. Like that's total scarcity. Mm. That's great from abundance, whereas like there's enough for everyone. There is enough for everyone. That's the way the world is. And it just highlighted to me a massive, massive mindset where it's like, how could you spend, how could you take, if you were meant to be earning millions and millions of pounds a year, right? Why would you spend your time taking time out of your day to send a threatening voice note to someone who's been through your own course and then helping the people that you want to help? Yeah. Um, and it just showed to me, like, it just proved that I believe to be true that some people aren't in it for the right reasons and some people are in it for narcissistic gain. Um, and there's a balance between narcissism and altruism. There's always a balance about finding that in the middle and not being too much of either or. But it, yeah, it just proved the point to me, but it gave me a bit of an ego boost. I was just like, well, fuck you, mate. Um, like, there's a target now. There's a target <laughs> that now. Fuck you. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I was doing something right, if that yeah. was okay. Um, and I think it goes to show that when you do start kind of living true to what you're doing and doing well in it, when you start to like, when you start to succeed and see the results, like some people are not going to like it. And some people are going to feel threatened. Even the people who, like you say, you once looked up to, like that is a possibility. And the fact that you dealt with it, like, look, it's a reflection of them. Like you, you know, that he obviously has his own bloody, like, I don't want to say issues, challenges, let's say. <laughs> Yeah. challenges and like you say he's operating from scarcity but it's just knowing when you do go after what you want not everyone's gonna fucking like it and that's the thing that holds so many people back yeah fear, know. Of, the fear of success sounds mm. so crazy fear of, success. fear of success what does that mean it's like well if you if you succeed and i've done this recently like one of my deep root beliefs is that if i become super wealthy i'll change as a person or I'll be ashamed of the person that I become. Yeah. An unconscious fear that I had that I was working on recently, which is like crazy, right? But then people say money changes you. So many people say there's a present, there's a present yeah. in my life. So then when people, what, what people need to understand and listeners need to understand is that any 
that the deep rooted beliefs that you do have around doing creating the life you want, the success, money, and freedom, like they're not your beliefs, and you can work through them and just let them go because you can simply just let these things go and let go of that judgment, let go of putting yourself on social media and seeing what your best friend might say. Mm. And we all have to, you have to go through it. You have to go through it. And it's one of the biggest things that holds most people back is putting themselves out there because of that fear of judgment. And just the way it is. Some people are going to like it. For every person that loves you, there's going to be someone that hates you. But your focus just needs to be on the people that love you. Right? Just and you just, them. especially like if you're focusing on that one person who has something to say. And the thing is, even if you're doing like everything right you think you're doing everything perfect someone is still going to have something to say (laughs) you cannot please everyone so closing tradition it's it's like you can't if you try to be everyone's cup of tea you're just a mug yeah (laughs) love that (laughs) (laughs) fucking turd where did you pull that one out from i I just read it (laughs) (laughs) go on hit me up with a tradition Right, so we've got a rose, a bud, and a thorn, right? Your rose is something that you're extremely happy with right now in life. You wouldn't change it. It's just like chef's kiss. You're loving it. Um, Your bud is something that you're currently working on, so something that you're concentrating on and working on. And then your thorn is something that just screams hot mess, proudly imperfect. It's a bit, fuck it, it's up the shitter, it's messy. But you're just like, right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to it, but right now it's a hot mess. Okay. Um right, okay, cool. So right now, the rose is my relationship. Oh, I'm so yeah, happy yeah. for you. Yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been amazing to be fair. Like it's been a long journey, but um, yeah, right now it's my relationship. Shamelessly proud of it. Um, the bud is that we are finally looking into paid ads and going into that mass audience um with our business that's been very much organic for now um we've reached a good amount but then we've just made a big investment into learning about funnels and like big mass traffic to actually start really getting our message out there to people that everyone can create a freedom-based business um anyone can turn their skills passions and interests into a freedom-based online business um to create the freedom lifestyle so that's exciting that when that is coming together it's really going to spread our message um and then the thorn the thorn hmm to be fair it has to be visas again like it has to be <laughs> all the time it's like wherever i seem to go like visa nightmares seem to follow me around <laughs> And then we just, I've like, got a visa and now we're going to Vietnam because my dad's there and then we have to do a new visa. All the, it's never non-stop. Visas, visas. I'm sure a lot of the listeners will understand the pains and thorns <laughs> on many people's side. But it just follows me around. But yeah, that's And it, is really. there an opportunity to like be, be a, not a citizen, but be permanent residency in Bala? Um, after a while, there's like Kitas visas, which is like two-year visas, but you have right. to do business, you have some business, you um, move into your um yeah two-year visa right okay yeah well hopefully that happens for you if it's something yeah thank you the plan is the plan is to get the visa get property here it's so busy here 
So I get a yeah. villa, design my own villa. That, that's, the, that, that's the ultimate goal. Um, yeah, there's loads of places I want to go, loads, loads, of, loads of experiences that I want to have, and it's all a matter of time. So it's got Unreal. Time. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, it's been amazing. Like, you're, like I said at the start, like your determination and just your absolute drive and not giving up, even though you have, you know, started where as the nutrition coach who still changed my life still, you know what I mean? I was best shape I was ever in, ever in. And you started like, you made me see that was like a little seed that was planted. Like, Oh, actually I can like yeah. do something for myself. And now look at us both. So this is a funny thing. It often starts with body transformations for a lot of people. Started for me. Yeah, it does, you doesn't it? You finally start looking after your body and you're like, oh my God, I can actually do this. The biggest mm. thing, biggest thing on people's mind, when they finally start looking after their body, it just unlocks that. What else can I do? Because I then, think when you start doing that as well, you do it like it does improve your mindset of automatically. Like, because you being, what's the word? Why do I always forget this word? When, when you... <laughs> keep doing something and you deter not determined though what did you just say consistent consistent discipline. no it's not that word. discipline yeah you're being disciplined <laughs> I always forget that word yeah. and so when you're being disciplined in the gym it's like all right okay hang on a minute it's the same as running I've started running now yeah. and when I'm running it's like I fucking love it because it's a lot of mindset like it's a lot yeah. of once that like sometimes you want to stop but you just fucking keep going and like when you first get into fitness, it's that that kind of process. And then you think, oh, hang on a minute, I can use this in all areas of my life. And then 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like life skills around mm. it. Um, but honestly, it's been amazing. Thank you. Um, say goodbye to everyone. And oh, and tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, like I said, my only message is to be that look, if you do want it, you do want it enough, you do want to create freedom, you can do it. Like there's so many ways to monetize in the online space now and people do need help and people will need you to be the ones to deliver that message. Um, but if you are going to find me online or think about starting your own online business, um, hit me up. It's Ryan Harrington Coach on Instagram and that's going to be the best place to find me. Amazing. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next episode. Bye. <laughs>